Hey, Jordan, thank you for uh, joining us from your murder cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, you know, I mean, you're here to hear first, guys. Murder cave. In the Midwest, that's just what all homes look like. Yeah. <laughs> it, it can't be a murder cave. It's not soundproof. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've played Resident Evil 7. I know what all these houses look like. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 276, recorded January 7th, 2024. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are diving into part one of our 2023 Game of the Year special. Uh, we are going to be talking about our different host topics. We're going to be uh, throwing some other fun categories around. If you've been listening, you know what they are, and we will dive into them as we go to do this. I have with me, as always, Shannon. Can you hear me now more? Yeah, so you look. I mean, I had I ha- I've been doing some spring cleaning this, mm-hmm, this week, mm-hmm. and I found some pretty cool like Steel Series uh, headphones that have just been sitting there collecting dust. And I have these sure. Turtle Beach ones that I've been using for ever now, like going on like seven years. Yep. I'm like, hey, you know, it would be good to swap those over. But you know, me being the jackass that I am, decided to do it like five minutes before we started recording, so it created some issues, and I apologize for that. Well, uh, your timing, really- you know, your timing course couldn't have been better um (laughs) perfect time to try a hardware swap right before recording uh also the perfect time to enjoy a lovely meal just like our other co's justin real cheese move in silence like lasagna carter it's your boy yeah you know shannon trying to connect his headphones me plate plate and fork scraping against each other as i scarf down chicken alfredo lasagna it's perfect. At an, at an impressive rate, I have to say. <laughs> that was like two pounds of lasagna that disappeared in about two minutes. It, you know, in my parents' house, if you wanted seconds, you had to eat quick. Or dad was getting up. You had to eat faster than dad if you wanted seconds. So I learned to just do the, it, it takes two chews and you swallow. Whether you're ready or <laughs> yeah. not, that's what you got to do. Yeah, who cares about taste? You just want the idea of taste and so you can get the food in the tummy. Yeah, Justin eating like an anaconda Carter. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's funny. It's always the uh, the skinny. It's it's always the skinny fucks that got that tapeworm in their stomach that eat right? LFS. <laughs> Big guys do not win eating competitions. It's always skinny dudes. Always. Um, so, being our game of the year episode, we invite special guests to join us, and uh, unfortunately, Mr. Robert Salton Pool had a, a, an illness and could not join us so we uh but we should have his game of the year choices to add to the mix when the time comes but luckily for all of us we still have jordan murder cave derringer <laughs> hey guys how's it going <laughs> dude not still not denying it like i'm, I'm a little concerned well i you mean see the, you see the blank concrete walls behind me there's I don't know what you want from me, man. It, look, it put the lotion on its skin. It didn't get the hose. So, you know, I think we're good to record. It's, it's going to be good. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got those noise can- noise canceling microphones, so you can't hear the screams in the background. Like yeah. you can hear our claps, but you can't hear them scream. If you just see me randomly look away and yell "shut up" to something, you know <laughs> yeah. you're getting out of hand. Just make sure you mute yourself. Plausible deniability is what we thrive on over here. <laughs> also, turn your camera off so we don't know anything either. Um, Good point. Good plausible point. deniability all the way around. Uh, <laughs> yes, and on that cheery note, um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> good to have you here uh 2023 uh goes down as probably one of the banner years in video game history as far as releases go mm-hmm. uh i've never seen such a duality in the industry when you look at just banger release banger release banger release throughout the entire year and meanwhile on the back end it's like massive layoffs massive layoffs <laughs> everything's on fire what is happening and it's like it's hard to reconcile as a consumer and as someone that does this like for fun on the, on the outside. And I don't know it, it as positive as I should be feeling about games going into 2024, just the human reality on the back end of it kind of left me feeling weird. I don't know if it's just me. Like what, if, what about you guys? Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily I, I don't think I have that type of reaction to the gaming industry. I think I'm more on the other end of like, this was such a prolific year of gaming mm-hmm. um, that like, I almost have like gamer fatigue. Like, uh, like I just, <clears throat> along the way, there was such a FOMO uh, for me to right. make sure that I was up on all of the games that were coming out that I didn't get to play a lot of games, right? So like, I or I mean, I didn't get to complete a lot of games. I got to play a lot of games, but my attention span, I feel like, has gone from actually being able to sit down and play a game to completion to like playing maybe two to three hours of a game and then being like, okay, cool, what's the next one? Like my attention span is like lessening. Uh, and I feel that does the gaming industry a disservice. And I, I think it ruins my gaming um, like experience as well. Uh, so that's what I'm trying to combat after this past year. How about you, Justin? Yeah, you know, this year I think had some of the like highest highs and lowest lows for the industry. I mean, we just had a plethora of games, I think, from both just COVID and whatever that just got like pumped out this year. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, like Zach said, dude, there was layoffs, like all the shit with Blizzard was this year. And, you know, even other companies like I think Ubisoft got flack for like sexual harassment stuff. Like it was some of the lowest lows, all the layoffs. Um so it was like a really mixed bag of emotions uh, this year. But I think for, you know, gamers in general, though, like, you know, you couldn't throw a rock in a room and not hit like a game of the year contender game this year. Some of them came out same day, even. It's yeah. Crazy. So I, I did a quick search because, you know, we were putting together our lists and I did a quick search for um, I think it was major I, th- I think all I did is put in major game releases for 2023. Do you want to guess how many titles came up off the bat? Easily a hundred. Yeah, I was going to say think somewhere so? for major releases. Like, I mean, I'm talking like sold like a, a like had like a lot of Twitter buzz and sold a bunch of cop moved a bunch of copies. Okay, and with that qualifier, I I'll still go in the like 60. Right? Yeah, my guess was going to be 60. Jordan, I was going to think in the 40s. 
47. Wow. wow. All right. That's pretty good. That's, I mean, when you think about it, that's like almost four games a month. That's yeah. one, a, almost one a week. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Like that. I, I don't think I've ever seen a video game year like that. Yeah, that is, that is nuts. And then, and then to just Justin's point, if you start throwing in all the like higher end indie stuff that hit throughout mm-hmm. the year. Yeah. I mean, it's, multiple titles a week as an average it's mm. it's nuts it's just nuts oh yeah jordan how did that how did how did this year of gaming uh leave you like how did how are you feeling after this after 2023 um i i don't know it's <laughs> gaming was kind of weird for me this year and, and part of it was because i've had a lot of personal changes i got you know we had our daughter this year i got a new job this year um, so I've had a lot of personal things that haven't let me focus as much on the gaming aspect of things. Um, so now that the things in my personal life are kind of starting to settle down a little bit, I'm looking a little bit more forward to it. I'm sad that I missed so many of the stellar titles this year. Like mm-hmm. I never got to play, uh, Mario RPG. I never got to play Alan Wake two. Like there are big hitters. I, I think I only put 10 hours into Baldur's Gate. Oh, wow. Like they're big hitters that I didn't get the time to play. So my list is going to look a lot different than your guys's. But yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic for this coming year. Yeah, you're going to have one hell of a backlog. Uh, That's all I got to say. There's there's a lot of meat on that bone. (laughs) (laughs) Just in Baldur's Gate alone. Right. Yep. Yep. And and, and to that point. To that point, real quick, Shannon, sorry. Uh, I'm excited that we're going to be one of the only Game of the Year shows that doesn't have Baldur's Gate as number one, (laughs) simply because Shannon's the only person that's played it. And uh, and even then, you know, doing a little research for the show, watching some online, you know, playthroughs of people playing parts of Baldur's Gate and reading reviews of games I'm interested in and everything, I'm still like... Maybe it should be on my list, even though I never even touched it. I don't know. Like just hearing like all the crap this game does. But uh, I'm excited to hear Shannon's breakdown. If it made his, I don't know. Maybe it didn't make his. But um, but yeah, I I found that kind of funny. And yeah, to your point, Shannon, so much came out that like I touched for like a few hours and then moved on to the next thing. And this last week has been me circling back to a lot of stuff going like, okay, did this kick ass? Like I remembered it kicking ass because it was so long ago at this point and I've played so many other things and I never finished it. So like how much more can I put into this right now? Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it's been and, a year. And that's another thing. That's another thing too. There were so many things that came out this year. I, so I will be 100% honest with you guys. I prepare for this podcast starting January 1st. (laughs) I will put down in a list every game from this year that I bought and played. And then at the end of the year, I'll go through it and kind of rank them. I was going through my list. There are so many. Zach, can you believe Dredge came out this year? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Justin and I were doing that a little bit last week where we were like, by the way, remember this game came out? And it's like, no. Like the and it's and it's not a it's not a game of the year one, but the one that kind of took us both back was 
Exoprimal came out in like July. And we were like, no, yeah. that wasn't this year. And it's like, no, it absolutely was. And we played it and, and, and we both just could not source it as being this year in any way. And I found that hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thank God for Wikipedia because, uh, I mean, their complete list of games that came out this year pretty much like saved my uh, having to pull my hair out <laughs> trying to make uh, something for this for this podcast. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, with that, should we dump, jump right into uh, our first category? Hell yeah, because it's mine. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> and I think with that, Shannon, why don't you go ahead and take the reins? Break it, break on down what this category is. You know, I think this year uh, it speaks more volumes than any. Uh, if you could squeeze in a game from a previous year into uh, into this one uh so the first category is shannon's best game of 2023 from 2022 uh if you guys have listened to the podcast last year uh i nominated a shit ton of games uh that weren't even in the year uh that we were doing a game of the year podcast Mm -hmm. for um so you know um for this reason uh the team has been gracious enough to uh to give me my own category and I, i thank you guys for uh for for doing that for me um I guess I'll start off uh, the game that stands out for me uh, that I still enjoy from 2022 uh, in 2023 was Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, I got it. It was one of the first games I got mm. for the Steam Deck. Great call. And uh, that game still slaps. Uh, I touched it for briefly. Uh, and for some reason, it, it kind of fell off the radar for me in 2022. Uh, but in 2023, I must have put at least uh, 40 to 50 hours into that game. Um I enjoy the card battling system, the mechanics, the graphics. All of it is still stellar. It runs great on the Switch, or it's not Switch, the Steam Deck. It probably runs like mm-hmm. Duty on the Switch, um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> probably got that, got that MK1 frame rate. <laughs> yeah, that shit will explode in your hands. Uh, but yeah, on the Steam Deck, it is great. Um, it is an awesome bedtime game. You put in like one match and you're done. It's like time to go to bed. So um, that's my uh, that's that's my game of the year, uh, Justin. Um, what is your uh, best 2020 well, real, real, real quick i i just want to echo a lot of what you said like because it wasn't my pick but i also got a lot of good time into midnight suns um it is a wonderful steam deck game mm-hmm. i have not messed around with any of the dlc or any of that but it's a fun story it pulls you through pretty good the battle system's fun i like the i like the tactical card system they have built into it and yeah i'm still chipping away at it as well it's yeah. it's great let me tell you they they that you they tell you that you can play the dlc while you're still mid game i find that to be bullshit um part of my okay. language uh, mm-hmm. i got my teeth kicked in on every single dlc mission after the introduction mission like so like there's a whole story arc for each character yeah um and you get the first mission done no problem you think oh yeah this is going to be like a mid tier no like this is end game content. Like you need to be, you need to have like strong characters and they need to be able to like one shot a lot of things uh, with their cards, or you're going to mm-hmm. have a very difficult time. Uh, you're going to get overrun pretty fast. So I would say that that's the only place where that game suffers is you cannot get like Deadpool, Morbius, uh, Storm. You, you cannot get them and play the majority of the game with them. It's all end game content. So Got it. it's a bummer. I did not know that, but it's good to know. Mm-hmm. all right uh sorry justin it's fine. no it's fine you know what so 
Shannon's best game of 2023 from 2022 list, I don't think would be complete if it didn't have a Pokemon game on it. True. <laughs> so Pokemon Scarlet being my pick for the list felt like a perfect fit because uh, I beat it in 2023. Uh, it was really good. Like the ending, that game story-wise goes places. Like I was not expecting. Um, I do want to play the DLC at some point after Zach Sun came on and gave it a glowing review. It does make me want to check out Area Zero, which Area Zero was probably one of the coolest parts of um, Scarlet in general. So more of that just seems like a no-brainer. By the way, thanks everyone uh, out there for hanging in there with him. <laughs> we started just rattling off names and like locations and all, and I'm like, bro, no one cares. Just stop. No one cares. Like, Zach's like in the background, like cut it, cut it, man, wrap it up. Uh, but no, Pokemon Scarlet, despite all the bugs and everything, you know, when it initially launched, um, I thought it was a really fun Pokemon game. I thought they did the open worldness really well some of the new pokemon were actually cool it had a lot of very cool designs and stuff in it and i liked uh you know having the different options of doing like the the base rating and then the hunting down the big giant pokemon thing and then just doing the normal gym challenges and stuff like it was kind of cool that you could kind of go at your own pace and kind of do it however you wanted to do it so it was a nice switch up from sword and shield Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what you got? Uh, mine's going to be cheating a little bit. <gasps> cheating? I, I know. I know. My uh, 20, 2023 game from 2022 uh, is actually our 2022 game of the year, God of War Ragnarok. Ah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That Valhalla DLC came out, and let me tell you, it's a whole new game. Well, it's like it kind of becomes like a roguelike. It one hundred percent becomes a yeah. roguelike, yeah. And it's God of War, especially this new style of God of War, is a game that you wouldn't think would work with a roguelike system, but mm-hmm. man, it works. Hmm. And it's all I... story based too. The story elements that they weave into it are phenomenal. I have not tried it. I've, I've either one of you tried it? No, Mm-mm. no. I've downloaded it. I'm like, that sounds neat. I should check that out. And then the year of 2023 happens and I never get to. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. So maybe the Valhalla DLC will be my 2023 game of 2024. We'll see. (laughs) But yeah, I'm not going to have time. I'm not going to talk much about God of War. We talked, we blew that game up last year. Well, if you were listening to this show in uh, the early part of this year, in the post hi-fi rush surprise release era of that pixel life. Uh, you heard me gush about a game called the case of the golden idol. Hmm. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, you should still go by and play that shit. It is so good. It's ridiculous. Like it's uh, so just to give a refresher. You you're, you're following the story of this golden idol and it's playing out in these scenes and you'll get a picture. It's a static picture, right? And it's an event that is happening. Like there's a body burning at a stake and there's someone tripping over a thing and there's like plate flying through a window and you have to move through the picture and, and your whole thing is you've got like a 
a, a piece of paper at the end that says this happened to this, this person did this, this person did that. And you have to use the clues given to you to figure out who's in the picture, what happened, the sequence of events and, and map it all out. And then you win and get onto the next level. It completely scratches the return to Oberdin itch that I have. And, and I would play one of these all the time. They've released two DLCs for it this year. Both of them are great. And we get a new one coming next year. I can't be more excited about like, yes, give me more golden idol mysteries, please. <laughs> like I, all of them, I will take all of them. So I have a question for you. Yes. Would you say the puzzles are harder or easier than Oberdin? They are easier than Oberdin. Okay. They are. There are, I mean, it gets a little brain tickle teasery from time to time. They're not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts, it starts off easier and ramps you up. But by the time you get to the end and you get to kind of the twist and what's happening in this story, it's, there's some times where I just sat and looked at it for a while, you know, <laughs> kind, kind of like that Oberdin, like, okay, who the hell is that dude? Because I've got all these guys and the book tells me I'm right about them. So who the fuck is that guy? Like you, you do that, you know, like not to the extent of Oberdin, but there is sometimes that same feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this game came out in 2022. I didn't find it until it was like February or March this year. And it's, it's so good. Like you want to talk great steam deck game, Shannon, that's a great steam deck game. Like it is, I used to do it. That was my go to bed game. I would crank it over and see if I could solve a mystery or at least get, you know, to a stopping point in a mystery and then move on to the next one. And it's yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. Fantastic. So that's right. Is it, is it like pixel graphics or is it? So that is, uh, it's done in a graphic style that is reminiscent of like old LucasArts point and clicks. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives you like Secret of Monkey Island or or Day of the Tentacle type graphic vibes. And it's one of those, it seems kind of cheesy, but it totally fits once you're playing it. Like as someone that played those things when they were new, I'm like, oh yeah, this is totally the vibe of like a Day of the Tentacle. Because it's, you know, it's dark, but it's kind of funny. And there's like wild shit happening, but somehow it makes sense. You know, it, it's, it's, it's. It's fun. It's just an awesome game. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's our winners, quote unquote, for the best game <laughs> of 2022 from 2023. Shannon had Marvel Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. Justin, Pokemon Scarlet. Not Violet, just Scarlet. Um, <laughs> Jordan, God of War Ragnarok, the Valhalla DLC. And myself, the case of the Golden Idol. So, yes, I, I have to interject here real quick. Yeah. I was looking on PlayStation because so I was like, ah, you know, that sounds like a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that there is a game coming out called The Rise of the Golden Idol? Yes, that's yeah, the one that's, that's coming out in 2024. I'm very excited. Yep. Very excited. Um, yeah, like I said, just give me all of it and more of it. I'm, <laughs> I Day one purchase. I don't even care about reviews. I'm in. You've got my money. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, you might have my money, but let's talk about games that took all of our time. <laughs> that is a, that is a good one. 
because my transition, my friend. Thank you. Because uh, my my personal category was the Zach Anderson dot dot dot, and now it's two a.m. game of twenty twenty three. These might not be the best games you've played all year. These might not be, I don't know, even good games, but they're games you sat down with and all of a sudden hours of your life went away and you had zero intention of that happening on any level. It's just you blinked and time was gone. So for me, there were a couple contenders. Uh, SteamWorld Build was absolutely in that list. Uh, and that's not a good game but I couldn't stop playing it. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. It's just not good. Uh, but the, the, the granddaddy of all of them and the game I put the most time into of all the games I played this year, the most time went into Diablo four <laughs> over a hundred hours. Shannon Jesus into Diablo four. There was about a month straight there where the kids would go to sleep. I would sit down around nine o'clock and it was about one in the morning next time I paid attention and I would stumble to bed like for, for like a month straight. It was stupid, stupid. <laughs> uh, but man, that was such a great Diablo. It was just it, it that first time through, you know, playing a necromancer, which I always do the balance of the necromancer and the build system they had. It just worked. I lo- I dug all the little side missions. There was always just one more little uh, exclamation point to get to. One more little item to collect. One more little story beat to do. Oh, I need you to clear out that area. Oh, well, that opened up this pathway. So let me check what's over here before I go to bed. It it never ended. It it and. <laughs> And me and Shannon multiple times told each other, like, no, I just need to focus on the story part. <laughs> I got to the point where I was playing that game for almost two months and was halfway through it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm playing so much of this game. How have I not beaten it? Um, so, yeah, that that is mine. And I don't think there's even a, a close second. I mean, there's some there's some other ones that took my time this year, but nothing like Diablo 4. That is impressive. 100 hours. Congratulations, my friend. Considering I have zero hours to give anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's uh, (laughs) Jordan. What do you have for this? Mine was a toss up between two completely different games, uh, two completely different styles. I'm going to tell you the one that I didn't pick, which was a game called Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. It's a music based rhythm game picture, kind of like Guitar Hero with Final Fantasy music that you play with a controller. Long explanation short. That's what that one is. So that was the that was the contender. But when I really took a deep dive, looked into myself. For me, could it be anything other than Tears of the Kingdom? I played so goddamn much Tears (laughs) of the Kingdom. And it was one of those same things where it's like, oh, it's time for bed. I have to go. But there's a shrine right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can go mm-hmm. do that shrine. And it was the same thing where it's like, okay, 1030. I got to be at work at seven. Let's go to bed. Fuck, it's one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have to go with Tears of the Kingdom for that one. I know Zach and Shannon can't relate 
uh, Jordan, but know that I relate to those problems. <laughs> yeah. 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 It couldn't be me. Couldn't be. Me. <laughs> I figured someone had to say it. I didn't know if Justin would. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take the tears of the kingdom bullet. <laughs> um, so what about for you, Justin, yeah, for my, uh, now it's 2 AM game. Um, I put Lego 2K Drive, and that's been one. That was my nighttime like game. I kind of did the same thing with you know Forza Horizon when I was mm-hmm. playing it, where you know it's night, just driving around, then all of a sudden just hours melt by. The same kind of thing happened with Lego, especially it got even crazier though with like building cars and stuff. I kind of went down the rabbit hole of like, oh, I want to let's see, I want to build my own little hot rod, whatever. And I started that at like nine and then just like Zach, I looked and all the lights are out and it's one thirty in the morning now. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, and I'm like, I didn't even do anything but build the fucking car. And it took three hours. No, the worst is when you, you're like, I did it again. How did I do this again? Like, God damn it. Yeah. It happened multiple times just driving around and then turn on. Megan's been passed out for hours and I'm just <laughs> sitting in the dark, just with little headphones on driving around, mowing people over. Um, but it's I'm, great. Uh, I, it, it, you know, shocking because uh, I, are you scared of what this podcast has done to you? Look at you playing driving games now. Like, <laughs> dude, if, if you went back in time and told like 2010 Justin that like he'd be into racing games. Right. Said bullshit. <laughs> also, get out of my house. I'm going to yeah, get out of my house. Yeah. You guys showed me the light and, you know, Forza was the the open the gates. All right. Wow. There yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now that game is brilliant on so many levels. I was really worried about how the transition would work between the grass to the cement to the water, but like it's so fast. And uh, like, I think they just nailed a lot of the aspects of that game and it deserves a lot more credit than it got this year. I feel bad. I feel like it got a bum rap, but, um, but yeah, it, that's a, it's a great game. It needs more praise. Awesome. What about you, Shannon? Uh, so, because of my work schedule, I was able to, uh, you know, put myself to sleep relatively early because otherwise I knew my life was going to suck. Uh, but um, with the job position that I took recently, it gave me more time to play at night. And now, because of Zach, mm-hmm. um, I have this horrible game mm-hmm. that that I can't stop playing. And it's it's stolen a considerable like portion of my nighttime life. And it is called RoboQuest. Uh, yeah, it is. That game is amazing. Uh, I mean, I wish the only thing I wish is there was a save function, right? So that I could get through this game because I cannot for the life of me right now get past the second world. And I get it's because they want you to level up and they want you to play this roguelike game like more and more. Um, But the shooting is smooth. The weapon like they have that like whole weapon thing where it's like, you know, what what weapon am I going to get? They all feel fun. They're all great to, uh, to shoot around and play with. I have unlocked four different classes um, and all of them have their own different play style and functionality and uh, a different way to attack each level, um, which I think is great. Um, the game never really feels uh, stale um, because, you know, the different guns make you uh, attack each level a different way. Um, you're always discovering something new. There's hidden people within each area which uh, are looking for different things. Uh, so there's like a quest aspect there. Like you have to remember like where these people are and what they want to see. 
Um, so it's it's pretty it's 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 a lot more in depth than I thought it was going to be. Uh, seeing the initial trailer, um, it is. Uh, I mean, they say it's playable on the Steam Deck, um, but I have run into only one glitch where uh, the game froze on me, and it was because I was doing some massive damage uh mm. to a lot of people on the screen at the same time and it freaked out um but other than that um the only other caveat they say is that there are some text bubbles that may seem small and hard to read on the steam deck uh, i haven't run into those problems yet though so for that reason um it gets it gets put on my list uh, and congratulations Rebel quest you've still stolen a lot of my time so that's that's a game i thought long and hard about making my top five for mm. the year because like Shannon, I stumbled across it on a couple. It was like someone else's game of the year list. And was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it came out on Game Pass like three weeks ago. Like, that seems weird that it would be on someone's game of the year list for a December release. And downloaded off Game Pass, promptly played it. It slipped into the and now it's 2 a.m. category pretty fast. And the next day I'm on the text string with uh these two going guys play this like right now and then later that day the text string was going until about 11 o'clock at night with like (laughs) oh i found this and i found this and i'm doing this and like um also the robot that needed the beach towel can go fuck itself like that took me forever to find it where is the freaking it's no they're board shorts they want that was a board short yeah the 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 beach guy whatever he was but yeah. yeah beach dingus yeah Oh, I stumbled across it in some uh. random corner, but yeah, like it was just like that. I hated that dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's such a good game. And the thing they nail right from the start is running and shooting feels great. Mm-hmm. Like it's legitimately borderlands Two level of running and gunning, never stop moving, always keep shooting. And your shots always feel good when they, when they land. And it's amazing to me how often teams don't get that first step, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, if that doesn't feel good, the rest of it's not going to be good. And so, yeah, everything else on top of that just is more awesomeness on the cake for me. Yeah. But give yeah. me that, give me that save function. And you have, <laughs> you have an absolute banger of a game that I'm right. going to keep going back to. Right. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm letting you all know now I'm probably going to make a push for this to be considered a 2024 game because it was released so <laughs> late in 2023. I mean, technically it's release date says November 7th. So yeah, but come on. I don't know. But come on. And that's two months. But see, that's why <laughs> I, I almost wanted to put it in the 2 a.m. like Shannon. But for me, it's like a front runner now for my 2023 and 2024. Right. Okay. That's like <laughs> that's my fair. number one. And I guess so. that's why we have that category, right? Yeah. Right. Because you're right. I mean, Case of the Golden Idol is a game I remember saying, like, if I had known this was around in 2022, I would have made put it on my list, but I didn't. So I guess that's why that category exists. Okay. Okay. Shit. You <laughs> knocked me off the ledge. But no, fantastic pick. Okay. So the, and now it's 2 a.m. games of 2023. I went with Diablo 4. Uh, Justin, Lego 2K Drive, Shannon, RoboQuest, and Jordan, remind me of yours one more time, please. Tears of the uh, Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. Ah, uh, yes. 
It's amazing. I couldn't remember that. It just shows you how much he, he, he favors the Switch as his go-to gaming console. <laughs> yes. I, I couldn't get in, into it at all with uh, all the Mortal Kombat I've been playing. So. <laughs> On the Switch. On the Switch. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of a system that pumps out remakes, let's talk about the best remakes of 2023. Uh, and you know what? Hey, Shannon, how about you start us off with this? I don't know. I, I feel that Justin and I should just say it together because it's both of ours. Okay. Three, yeah. two, one. Mario, Mario RPG. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to laugh so hard if you guys said a different game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can tell they didn't practice that. So, guys, no, no, tell no, no, me no. all about it. left the word super out of the fucking <laughs> title. You don't, you don't need to, whatever. It's Mar- yeah. Mario RPG. That's what he earned that moniker. So, I'm going to sit back and have you regale me with a game I haven't played. Look, I'll, I'll tell you. I played the original game. I played the hell out of the original game. This uh, is an excellent remake of the game itself. Now... I want to hear Justin's take on it because Justin, this was his first time playing through the game um, and like actually to completion. Um, so I'm going to let him take the reins because like I have my nostalgia goggles on and uh, I just want to live through Justin. <laughs> yeah, no, this was my first time playing through. I've played bits and pieces of it when it was on the Super Nintendo, but I didn't own a Super Nintendo as a kid. So it was always at my friend Nick's house. So I never played it beginning to end. So getting to play it it's they did such a good job with the graphics like music wise they completely redid the music but give you the option to also play the original music which i think is like a nice touch i wish like more um you know remake stuff would do stuff like that uh from what i've even seen like it's incredibly faithful like it's verbatim like faithful to the original uh, so much so that even like some of the like little Easter egg stuff that was only in like the Japanese version of the game, they actually put into this version as well, which is like really cool to see. Um, I thought it was just super fun. Like you can tell like in some parts and stuff that just like being the first Mario RPG, you know, I feel like in like Paper Mario and stuff like that later, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, like they nailed out some of like the other elements and stuff of mario rpg smoothed it over but um for the most part it still holds up to this day like you know it never doesn't feel good like getting off a combo attack um it's nice that uh unlike sea of stars you can actually run away from fights you know which i do enjoy like you know sometimes you don't want to fight like i just want to get from a to b to c i don't want to sit there and run into every single enemy um it was like such a good um experience for me getting to play it like the humor really held up uh you know the bosses were actually like memorable um unlike you know origami king it's like you know some of the bosses it was like uh you know they're just kind of it was fun but they weren't super it's like these like darty and like whatever i like the different mechanics and gimmicks and stuff they had of like cutting off your button usage and kind of forcing you to like play around certain things and stuff it had like a level of challenge to it that i think like more like modern games kind of stem away from like there's lots of secrets 
in the game that you just don't know. Like I had to look shit up. I'm like, dude, I don't got time to figure this out. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm just going to look it up. And it's like, oh yeah, no, you missed that green coin. Can never get it again now. And it's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, I guess. Like, good thing. I'm not like trying to 100% this. Like, I'll just go. It's like, I'm like, how do I unlock this door? And I'm like, oh, I have to talk to this swamp eight times. And he just gives me the same text box. And I didn't really realize that me talking to him multiple times is really doing anything cool like i'm glad i looked that up because i would have been pissed off like as a kid trying to like figure that out i would have banged my head against the wall <laughs> i also like any game where i can actually play as bowser uh you know other than mario kart like you know if you can actually put him in your lineup like he and he slaps too like i mean he you put him in there and he doesn't mess around like he does some heavy damage and he like t- he takes a lot of damage um and it was it was fun to play him. I mean, it was fun to see Mario and him team up um, and, you know, have that experience. So, you know, that, yeah. that was also a plus. I like that one of his attacks is physically picking Mario up and just throwing <laughs> yeah. him. Like that move. And when Mario's not available, he has a Mario doll that he fucking chucks instead. It's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the characters, too. The characters are also pretty memorable. Um, you know, I mean, either and their and their movesets were very powerful. Like, I think there were times where, like, I didn't even use Mario. Um, so, you know, that, that's it's great when you have a Mario game and you don't need to have Mario be like the main like driving force for your game. Yeah. A Mario RPG in 2023 that actually has partners. Who would have thought <laughs> um, Ubisoft? Yeah. A novel concept. Yeah, I know. Like Ubisoft over in the corner being like, hey guys, remember us? Like, we do that stuff too. We're cool, right? (laughs) Remember Rabbids? Anyone? Anyone? (laughs) Rabbids? All right, Jordan, what you got? I think he's he's got a bat in his room. Three year old. Um,. No, speaking of uh, remakes that allow you to play the um, the soundtrack from the original game while mm-hmm. playing it, my remake of the year also does that, hmm. and it's Resident Evil Four. I, I mean, <laughs> the biggest shock on this I, whole show, right? I mean, it's a good thing, a good thing I'm sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows anything about me knows Resident Evil is one of my top three favorite franchises. Um, That being said, me and OG Resident Evil 4 did not really get along. I'm one of those people that uh, very firmly believe that the OG Resident Evil 4 is what kind of took it down the road that led to 6. It's the one that started all the action crap that everyone claims to have hated. I also don't understand the love for the original Resident Evil 4 when it's nothing but a giant escort mission and everyone complains about escort missions. So it's one of those where, for me, the bar was set pretty low. And I was very surprised with how good this remake was. It took all my complaints from the original game and completely blew them away. It's... Enough that if we did not have this category that excluded it from the game of the year category, it would be my game of the year. All right. As one would expect. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Again, glad you were all sitting down for that proclamation. (laughs) 
Well, see, my, my whole thing with the original Resident Evil 4 is uh, I, I tend to agree with you that it is the apex point where the, the franchise shifted. And that would be because mm-hmm. they made a game that's so good, they didn't really know what to do from there. And so they pivoted to the things where, oh, people like the running or the, the, the gunning, the, the running and gunning, even though you couldn't run and gun in Resident Evil 4, but you get it. And um, mm-hmm. and I think that's the direction they went. And then when it, you know, T-virused itself into six, which is like, oh, God, no one wants this. They went, oh, hey, remember two? Remember how two was like super horror? Bit. yeah how about we make one of those instead and then they made seven and then everything got fixed you know um but no i i'm super impressed with the level capcom has treated these uh remakes with starting with two and three and i mean jordan i think me and you were the only people that really loved the three remake but i loved oh, I the three loved remake um the two, I, I still I, think two, I still think two is a better remake than four. Um, oh yeah. But the things they did to Resident Evil four, to, to echo what you're saying, smoothed out so many rough edges that game had um, and really, really modernized it in a way that I didn't know I needed it to be, you know, cause it's like Resident Evil four is one of those games they've re-released it what eight times now i mean if you if you're not playing it on your ti-84 you fucked up you know (laughs) what i mean like it like it it exists on everything and so i I gotta be honest right next time on it yeah and i I gotta be honest like i don't i didn't have a lot of excitement to play this when it first came out just because i have played resident evil 4 so many times in my life starting with the gamecube on forward and you know, after that demo, I was in. I was like, "Oh, this this rules. This is awesome." And I can shoot the bell, and it, the trick still works. Oh, okay, they got it. They got me. Oh, I'm in. We're doing <laughs> this. And uh, so, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with your choice, except I will because the correct answer for this category is Dead Space. Not. Dead <laughs> Space is the best remake for this year. Um. Because it also was a game when they said they were making it. I I played through the original Dead Space on the Xbox. Uh, or the original version on the Xbox, I should say. Uh, last year. And loved it. And was like, oh, this is great. But it also still feels like a modern game. I don't... You know, it still looks really good. It still played really good. I didn't feel the need for this, like, complete revamp remake. Um... And I'm like, I, you know, it'll probably it'll be one of those remaster remake types where it like, oh, sure, it looks prettier, but it's the game. It's the same game. I wasn't prepared for the amount of work they did on it. I mean, it you talk about a game that smooths out the rough edges like they they really lean into the player experience in this version. Um, the, the level layouts are just so much better. The explorable areas, the the collectibles work so much better. The upgrade path is so much better. Um the game just looks ridiculously good. It sounds dead space always had top tier sound. Like that was the thing that sold the game for me when it first came out was just the sound design of that game. And it's better like that game in headphones is mind blowing. Um, and yeah, I, for me, it's a tough, 
it's a neck and neck race between RE4 and Dead Space, but I just had more fun playing Dead Space. That's and that and that probably just comes down to personal preference, which you know, it, yeah, it's why we each 1, have our own list. But yeah, uh, like you, if the remakes were allowed on our main list, this would be high up on mine. Dead Space would be very high up on mine. So, yes. I I do have to say the one thing that I really enjoyed from the Dead Space remake was how they made it so that way your playthroughs would never be the same. Mm -hmm. They made it so that way item placement was always random, enemy encounters were always random. You can go into a room and fight eight necromorphs, die, go back into that room and fight two. It's and just, yeah, the, there, there's the level of mixed in rooms was random. It just they have so the uh, everything was tailored to be unique. I'm sorry, they, I didn't mean to they, keep cutting. No, it's fine. Okay, I, I was interrupting. They have the the you know your few main set pieces. You know, like getting the captain's key and like those are like set, set, set. But you're right. As you're moving through the area your encounter rate could be totally different. Like my encounter rate could be totally different than yours, depending on how you're playing. And I thought right. that was really cool. It gets, it's neat. Um, but yes, yeah, so the best remakes of 2023, Shannon, Justin went with super Mario RPG, uh, Jordan, resident evil four and me, the correct answer. Dead, dead space. Also the correct answer. Um, <laughs> Jordan with going with resident evil and me going with dead space are probably the two least surprising results. <laughs> on this entire show <laughs> just but, going with super mario rpg was also very not surprising true true justin I mean, justin is just the nintendo guy so <laughs> like that's just that's how i see justin it's like every time something nintendo comes out it's like all right i can't wait to hear what justin thinks about this one because right. i know for a fact he's playing this <laughs> that's fair <laughs> but uh should we should we pivot to Justin's category then? Since we we're... should. Yeah, you know. I may be known as the Nintendo guy, <laughs> but I'm also known as the 16-bit bullshit guy <laughs> that Zach <laughs> likes to uh push on to me. So my category Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I push on to you? Well, I mean, you, you push wrap the, the... that around you like a nice <laughs> cashmere robe, sir. I just meant the title itself, not the yes. I do. I I wear it proudly. Yes, <laughs> but yes, you donned the phrase. Just, you were the first one to say, yeah, you know, Justin's sixteen bit bullshit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that was you, a hundred percent. I mean, that's that's when the nick that's when the nickname stick is when they're thrust upon you, not yes. when you uh, yes. name yes. yourself that. Exactly. So well, I'm, can, I, I will be very proud when Justin one day tattoos 16 bit bullshit on his gaming <laughs> sleeve and it's going to be great. It's going to be all my knuckles. <laughs> 16 bit bullshit. Like. Yeah. Um, so for my category, uh, like for this, Zach had some questions about it. like I wanted it to be, it doesn't necessarily have to actually be 16 bit. But I feel like it wants to encompass that, you know, it's indie, it's some bullshit you probably never heard of. <laughs> like, that was kind of what I felt 16-bit bullshit of 2023 should encompass value-wise. Uh, so, Zach, why don't you start us off? What is your 16-bit bullshit game Okay, 2023? so... I originally put down Case of the Golden Idol because it had the look, it had the qualifier that no one's heard of it, right? Mm -hmm. And it was really great. 
It's a 2022 game. So I don't think I can actually put that there. Right? Nope. So the thing I'm going to do here, even though I didn't beat it, and even though Shannon did and said it sucked, Sea of Stars. (laughs) Because the time I spent with Sea of Stars was fantastic. It was a great Chrono Trigger game until that battle system just stayed too long. Mm-hmm. Like that was really, that is a fantastic 20 hour JRPG is trapped in a 60 hour JRPG. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's really the thing with Sea of Stars. It's fantastic. It, it, it's beautiful. The music's great. The story took a while to get going, but was fun. I was into it. And then it, it just overstayed its welcome. That's the only problem Sea of Stars has. It's, it just, it goes too long. And, you know, if the problem is there's too much of it, that's a hard thing to hold against a game, I guess. But uh, no, I, that, that would be my 16-bit bullshit. See you, stars. Yeah, I, it's, and it's not that it's... It, the complaint isn't that it's too long. It's that it gets stale. And that's that's this problem. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it just... And the, the fact... I hate games that have multiple endings. That's that's another thing I hate because not only did I just put in like an insane amount of hours to your mm-hmm. game, I didn't do it right and I have to do it over again. Well, yeah, and that's the thing where for me, I got to about 25 hours into Sea of Stars mm-hmm. and then you came on the next week because I was seeing like, okay, cool. I probably got like five, five, maybe 10 at the worst more hours to go. <laughs> And you came on the next week and I knew you were way ahead of me <laughs> and said something to the, along the lines of like, so I finished this section and this whole other thing started. And I was like, fuck it. I'm out. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, because also <laughs> it's also the, the year we're in where there's so much like calling for my time. I was like, I've got what Sea of is at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, unless a week for, later, Shannon comes on and is like, you guys aren't going to believe the bullshit I just saw in Sea of Stars. Like, nothing's going to pull me back in at this point. I will watch the ending on YouTube and call it good. I got my money out of it. We're awesome, you know? And, and uh, yeah, which is unfortunate because I, I really did love that time I spent with it, but it just couldn't keep me. It just couldn't keep me. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I still need to finish it too. I I'm towards the end of the game, but I think Shannon actually beating the game I think killed my momentum. <laughs> in the game. Like him telling me like that the ending basically wasn't worth it. It was kind of like oh fuck me, I guess. Then yeah, well, I just invested like forty hours into this thing, and it's just some bullshit at the end. I do want to see if your ending is different than mine, so I need you to beat it so that we can talk I know. About it. it is on my list to Didn't, beat this year. Wait a minute. Didn't that happen last year where you killed Shannon's vibe on, like, three houses? <laughs> uh, like, Shannon was going on three houses, and then you beat it and said something, and, and like, the next week, Shannon had moved on to something else? <laughs> I don't think it was that. There was a game that I remember. No, yeah. Justin. Justin spoiled something in one of the games. Oh, um, that was it. What was, what was? What did you spoil? I forget what it was. He he, he was like ahead of me, and I was talking to him about it. And he was like, and I and I was at this point, but I hadn't beat it yet. And like he was like, oh, isn't it crazy when like you beat that guy and like this happens? And oh, I, was, I like, think it was Engage. I think it was Fire Emblem Engage, where I was it like, was, oh, yeah, this was, person died, yeah, and he's like, this person, Fire what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I thought that happened in an earlier chapter, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So yeah, so like it was. 
right at the end too. It was like right at like one of the last two battles. So like I beat that battle and I was like, fuck it. I don't even need a skip cutscene. <laughs> and I just like I I beat the game and I didn't even see the ending because Justin already explained it all. And I was like, whatever. The biggest yeah. scandals of that <laughs> pixel life. Yeah. Uh, oh, good times, good times. All right. So Jordan, what is your 16-bit bullshit? Uh, I was originally also going to go with Sea of Stars um, just for the fact of them sticking up for what they believe in, the actual uh, the people that made the game. Have you guys, let's go on a quick uh, side hike here. Have you guys kept up with gaming news at all lately uh, surrounding the completionist? Uh, roughly. I know he was in Sea of Stars and they removed him or whatever oh. because of whatever bullshit around him. Yeah, I don't yep. know because... anything about it. So let me make a really long story really short. His mom died because of some very rare dementia. They started a charity foundation in her name, was taking donations every year. He does this thing called Indie Land, which where he mm-hmm. plays indie games, takes donations, and they um, donate those or they give those donations to um, companies that help research this specific form of dementia. Sure. Ten years. He's made six hundred thousand dollars towards this cause. Not a single penny of it has left the account. Oh, that ain't good. New. No. Mm-mm. So there's been this big controversy on that, and he's in hot water, basically. Well, there was a character in Sea of Stars called Gerard the Constructionist, not Gerard the Completionist, but it was based mm-hmm. on him. And as soon as this scandal came out, they were like, fuck that. He's out. Random NPC there. Yep. <laughs> so I was going to go with Sea of Stars simply for that fact of them sticking with what they believe in. But I didn't play much of it was the problem. I went with a game instead <laughs> called Wispike Survivors. Wispike Survivor. I have never heard of this. Neither have I. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> it is a vampire survivor clone. Mm-hmm. And it is the only way <laughs> it is the only way I was able to play a game like that on the PlayStation. And I, I mean, it's it's vampire survivors, but you play as a plant is is what it is. <laughs> they they 100 percent just ripped off vampire survivors, but you're playing it as a plant like plants versus zombies style. Hmm. So, I respect it. Yeah, you like vampire survivors, you're going to like with spike survivors. So that was my 2023 16 bit bullshit. That is some 16 bit bullshit. Short, All right. Yeah, <laughs> short, sweet to the point. Justin, what you got? Man, so my game, I think, fully encompasses 16-bit bullshit, and that's Pizza Tower. Like, <laughs> like I think yeah. it has it visually, it has it, like, game-wise. Like, it's very much you play as uh, uh, Pepino, and you're, like, trying to work your way up the Pizza Tower to save, I think, your restaurant where there's evil flying pizzas. It's an acid trip. Like it's like Rin and Stimpy mixed with like uh Wario Land and you're like have little ingredients following you, like levels, you're just running through areas. There's like other 
pizza people. There's like a guy who's like riding on the back of like a giant guinea pig style thing. Um, the boss fights are great in it though. Like it has moments that are sincerely challenging, but the level design is just so good. And like the music is great too. And the actual, like it's pizza time track that plays when you're <laughs> racing back to the beginning is a banger every time, every time, uh, every time. But it's just a lot of fun. Like I want to play it again once it's actually like on the switch. Mm. Uh, but I had a great time with it, and I can't recommend it enough. Uh, Zach even played it, and I yeah. think he said it was a solid like Steam Deck game. It was a great Steam Deck title. Uh, total. I can absolutely see how it would be a huge hit on the Switch, and I'm shocked there isn't a Switch port out yet for it. But it is. It's so dumb. It's but it's just it it knows it's dumb in all the right <laughs> ways, and yeah, the the run back to the beginning works every time. It's super fun. I love all the little characters. Dancing with all your ingredients that you collected <laughs> is awesome. Like it's just it's fun and then silly and. It uh, it absolutely calls back to those early like DS titles and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and and it it's a great homage to them. It's the perfect sixteen bullshit <laughs> game, sixteen bit bullshit game. And uh, I only reason I didn't select it was because uh, I didn't want to steal any thunder from Justin. Because <laughs> yes, it's the perfect title here. I mean, Justin's got I'll plenty fair, of sixteen bit bullshit. I didn't games. pick it. The only reason (laughs) I didn't pick it was because I watched a playthrough and didn't actually play it. So, yeah. It's all fun. Shannon, what was your 16-bit bullshit game of the year? Uh, So uh, I went, I was going to put in Sea of Stars, but uh, that game did me so dirty uh, that (laughs) it it, it basically made its way off of all of my lists. Yeah. so I went with um, Star Ocean, second story, the second story R. Um, weird title, but it's a two and a half D animated 16 bit game uh, RPG style. Um, and it's great. Um, it, it runs well on the Steam Deck. Uh, there is excellent voice acting. Um, so it blends the uh, the old school art style with the new school tactics and uh, and audio. Um, the only thing that's a bummer about it is the soundtrack gets a little stale. Um, but other than that, the gameplay mechanics are great. The characters are great. The special attacks are great. The graphics are great. Um, I do like the whole like, like two and a half D animation where it's like, you can run into the foreground, you can run into the background. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff going on there. And I think if that game goes on sale and you guys can pick it up, uh, for cheap that you would, uh, you would enjoy it as well. All right. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are we, are we here? You said that was second departure. R was the one you were talking about. The second story R star ocean. Second story. story R. R. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's time for our, our one negative category (laughs) in our celebration of the game of the year. And that would be what's your biggest miss of 2023 now this might be you know something you had hopes for that uh just did not work out how you wanted it to once you started playing um 
you know, just industry things. It could be, I'll let you, it's a little open to interpretation. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. And I'm curious to see where Shannon took this interpretation. So, yeah, I threw up a red, I threw up a, a flare to, to try to ask for some uh, mm-hmm. explanation. And uh, Jordan was nice enough to respond and be like, hey, this is how I interpret it. So I, I went with uh, I went with Jordan's interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was basically you, just just to have a, a game that you thought was going to be good that turned out to be less than stellar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the game that I came up with uh, for multiple reasons was Exo Primal. Uh, and the reason I came up with it is because like both you and Justin got to play it on a weekend when I was busy and then I had to go play it by myself. And let me tell you, if I had played that with you guys, it probably would have been a much better experience. But because I ended up playing it by myself, uh, it was a miserable, miserable experience for me to, uh, to have to go through. I never went back to it ever again. And uh, neither of you ever talked about it. So I just kind of assumed that it was just kind of like, um, eh, whatever. Uh, cool. Okay. <laughs> two, two points. Two points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One, you never expected this game to be good. I did. I did. Wait. wait. Okay. Well. <laughs> Maybe <not laughs> three um, things now. <laughs> three. I'm two. sorry. I expect the game to come out to be good. I mean, like it's. I mean, it's not Golem, but like you know, like I. Ex- what is <laughs> the day but, before? Um, I'm sorry, you mean yeah. it's not King Kong? Ooh, I think King um, Kong took that uh, took that title. It also wasn't Second Extinction. You're right. It wasn't. It wasn't Second sure. Extinction. But nothing is Second Extinction. I mean that yeah. that game itself is. Now, now the thing with Exo Primal, okay, it's it wasn't good. Let's just uh, t- to be fair. Me and Justin did have fun, though, with it. It was just released incredibly feature light. So many hooks to try to get you to spend money in it for, like, nothing. It's like the same three levels over and over and over again. It's like, how about some map packs, guys? Like, I don't know. Um, The biggest miss, though... It's my biggest miss because okay, I, okay, I didn't, look, okay, I'll tell you, I didn't give a shit about Redfall. I didn't give, I didn't, okay. I mean, like I, King Kong, no, like, you know, Golem, no, like no, any of those games. I'm not looking forward to playing those games. I was looking forward to playing this game with you guys. That's the, that, that, I mean, that's, and, and, and that's fair. I'm not saying it's the worst game of the year. That's not the category. I understand mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm, I'm saying of everything you picked up and played, this was the biggest miss to expectations you've had. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm, that's fair. Like, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No problem. I got you. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, that, that is, it's my, it's my pick for big. It pick. is. It is. I just needed some clarification. That is all. all right. God, so defensive. <laughs> I am. I'm so a little salty about it. Um, Justin, what was your, what was your biggest miss? So first of all, I, I'm crying from <laughs> laughing so hard at the idea that Shan's like, "Oh, well, you guys played without me." Like, bitch, you were invited. Yeah, like, yeah. The time. You well, didn't join look, us. Look, okay, look, I would. I had things going on. I wasn't uh-huh. able to make it. I said, "Let's try it another time." And you guys were like, "Well, we're gonna play tonight." And then after that, it was like, "Well, we've had our fill. We're done with that." Which tells <laughs> okay. me that you guys did not want to fuck with that game anymore. And I was like, "Okay, cool." <laughs> I mean, not wrong. 
but <laughs> but it does seem like you're throwing a little shade when uh, maybe maybe Look, it was shady I, in your own room. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I, I I prefaced it by saying like you know like maybe it was the user experience because I had to play it by myself. I was that, I just said it that was absolutely did not help. That, yeah. I will tell you that absolutely did not help yeah. playing by yourself. Yeah, because part of the fun me and Justin had was talking to each other like fuck why is there a triceratops here like what is going on <laughs> uh, i was worried i was going to get colonial marine that all that's all i was worried uh, about that's gotcha gotcha <laughs> and second my game i picked is also the same game zach picked yep. and i find it funny because you just specifically said you didn't give a shit about it and it's on i haven't even <laughs> played this game but it's yep. on my list because you were so excited about it and that was Redfall. <laughs> you were talking that up like it was going to be our next co-op game night. And that shit released? <laughs> Never did you utter the words Redfall. I didn't get the, hey, man, you guys want to hop on and play? <laughs> Nothing, dude. That shit got dusted and busted day one. It came uh, out. <laughs> that, that, that is mine also because I, it wasn't Shannon. It was me. I was so excited about, Red, like, a vampire borderlands from arcane hell yeah let's go this shit's gonna rule and then those reviews came out and i'm like oh well okay maybe it doesn't sound finished or maybe these people are and then more reviews came out and then more articles came out and then phil phil comes on to fucking podcasts with like hat in hand being like Guys, we really fucked that one up. Sorry, yeah, we're gonna try it. And it's like, holy sh- shit! Like, how did this come out? How was it this bad? And then, and then the fucking balls. I'm hitting my desk. Sorry if it's making noise. The fucking balls in September to be like, got it at sixty frames now, guys. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like that game ended four months before that came out. <laughs> I hope you all got fucking orange slices and juice boxes. You fucking like who cares? How much money did you spend on that shit? Like, oh, so so the tens of Redfall players could have a better experience. Fantastic, dude. That's Get just fucked. so good. I just I just remember <laughs> us talking about it. Like it was gonna be our like oh yeah we'll, do, we'll, we'll totally play this together when it comes out and like it came out. Never again did I hear about I felt personally attacked. Like I was so in like great developer, good premise, cool trailer. I I dig it. Oh it oh wait, it's gonna be more like a Left 4 Dead. Okay, okay, Back for Blood was still good. I can still get behind this. Like we could we could I I can do it. I can do it. Well, well, no, it's gonna be more like a Borderlands. But with more multiplayer for, uh, okay, so mission based. All right, I got it. I got it. We're we're up. We're back on board. We're back on board. Uh, just kidding. There's three fucking mission types. They repeat ad nauseum. Also, it's buggy as hell. Also, it runs at thirty. <laughs> oh, did I mention it's super boring? Like what the <laughs> god damn it! Like. <laughs> You know what you do? You slap beta on that son of a bitch. You put it on Steam and you let the community fix it while you fix it in the background. And then a year later, you're like, 
hey, just like Baldur's Great 3, here's 1.0, and isn't it fucking amazing after you all told us what sucked? Like, no, you don't put it out at 1.0 and then go, now let me pay a whole bunch of money to fix it on the back end for an audience that no longer exists. What a fantastic plan. Great job. Good job all the way around, guys. You know it's a good rant when your voice goes up two octaves in your rant. Yeah. Robbie's yeah. not here, but he would have been proud of you for that. <laughs> he was good. I was say, I, I miss Robbie, but that was a good rant. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I didn't even know that. I, I didn't even know I had that passion in me for this game until I started talking. And then I just got angrier and angrier as I went. Show me on the doll where Redfall hurt you, but Yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So Jordan, well, what was your biggest <laughs> of I don't think I could follow that up. <laughs> um, sorry guys, I'm not going to be able to follow up Zach's passion on that one. Um, oh boy. Uh, I, you see, I had this whole nice backstory prepared, and it's just gone now after listening to that. So. <laughs> I'm just going to hop right into it. It's Star Wars. That game was ass. And it makes me so sad because Fallen Order was so good and Jedi Survivor was so fucking bad. It was just really? so bad. Hmm. It. So for me, it was the maps were too big. It hmm. felt like I was playing for hours and not accomplishing mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Um I think I sunk 20 hours into that thing and finally made it to I made it 20 hours. I think I made it through two planets Hmm. and I was like, I just I can't be bothered to fucking care. (laughs) And it's still like the Dark Souls style combat and all that, right? Yep. Yeah. And Cal Kestis, the main character, didn't change enough. Like, he didn't have enough character growth for me to care about his mm-hmm. story in this one. And I, I just didn't care. Gotcha. And it was one of those where, I, I, I like I said, I put over 20 hours into the game. And I'm sorry, the game should not take over 20 hours to get good. The game shouldn't take over a couple hours to get good. We're all adults here. We don't have that kind of fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the exception of the of the Dark Souls games, I usually agree with you, Um, you know, but the from software stuff comes in telling you that it's like, look, you're going to get good or you're not going to like it, you know, and there's there's a difference in what you're saying and what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I said that the game shouldn't take 20 hours to get good. Not the player shouldn't take 20 hours to get. Oh, good. fair. Okay. Okay. That's a good distinction. Yeah. That is a good distinction. Cause that's, that's the problem I had. And I remember Shannon had way back in the day with like the final fantasy twelves of the world mm-hmm. when, you know, you'd play it for 10 hours and people and tell people like this game sucks. Like, I don't understand why anyone talks about this game. And they're like, Oh no, once you get past hour 30, that game gets awesome. And it's like, I'm not giving anything 30 hours to get good. Like you've got five, you know, it's yeah. And And was it, was it 12? Was it 12 Shannon? Is that the one? 
I remember it was one. It was like a specific Final Fantasy. I remember having that conversation about. No, I, I want to say like even fifteen was slow to take off, but like yeah. fifteen like found its legs pretty fast. Uh, but yeah, I thirteen. Think thirteen was the bad one. The one okay. with lightning in it, I think, was, was okay. Cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no, like I, I remember having a like specific conversation. You know, just mm-hmm. like it probably was twelve because thirteen didn't get good at all. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, okay. There's a, reason I'm so jaded. There's a reason I'm so jaded with this fucking game, okay? Side story. Okay, you got me on a rant now. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy IX is one of my top three games of the year. Or my of man. my life. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy IX is the shit. So, for me, it's always playing a new Final Fantasy is like trying to catch that magic in a bottle again. Thirteen kind of did that. I really enjoyed the story. Didn't so much enjoy the characters. Lightning was literally just Cloud as a chick. Like, that's mm-hmm. just, that was her character. Uh, and I just, I didn't care for the characters. Hope, the the teenager, got fucking drowned that fucking kid. I hated <laughs> him so much. But, regardless, I did everything in that fucking game. I leveled my characters up all the way, got up everyone all the way through their Crystarium, had him as powered up as I could be. Got to the final boss and he casts a fucking doom counter where mm. you have to beat him in <laughs> half an hour or it doesn't give it. He doesn't give half a sh- fucking shit how strong you are. Half an hour. If you don't do it, fucking sucks to suck. You're dead. Yeah. And he would Good just time. attack you with cheap attack after cheap attack after cheap attack. And there was nothing I could do. I couldn't do anything to get better. All I could do was sit there and keep beating my face against the brick wall that was a stupid fucking game and hope that I beat him in less than half an hour. That never happened. And I remember that is the first game I ever took out of a console and snapped the motherfucker <laughs> and did not regret a fucking second of it. Shan, what was the RPG that you put in like 200 hours into and like realized you were too weak to beat the final boss but couldn't go back? It was Xenoblade Chronicles. 1. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yep. that seems like a similar experience. Yup. Yeah, like it. it uh, I do feel for you, uh, but I think we all have that one experience sooner or later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, all right. So the biggest miss of 2023, according to Shannon, is Exo Primal. Me and Justin <laughs> went with the Redfall. Jordan, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to conclude part one of our game of the year festivities and uh, join us. Won't you for part two, where we are going to uh, rank or we're going to tell each other our five best games of the year and then attempt to rank them in a top five. Something's going to get left out. Might be a fight at number one. We'll see what happens. Uh, So yes, we will see you all again real soon. Deuces.